Hello and welcome to Glitch Please. Ben, stop talking. He was, he, was, he was about to say, I did Is a great job helpful? on my chicken dinner with eight kills, weren't you? Shut up. Okay. You well, know, at a certain point, they should just send you a real one. Like, do, like oh, they just get a local supplier. It's like Blue Apron. Yeah, yeah favorite like, to all you. of a sudden, you get a, like, there's a knock mm. on your door. Yeah, what do you think, 100? You open it. Uh, oh, I'd never get that. That'd be fine. But, but that's what I'm saying. It's a rare thing. A super chicken dinner. What goes with your chicken dinner? Oh my god. Uh, well, it depends on what kind of chicken we're talking Like a chicken marsala, chicken. you want kind of like a like pasta. Well, I think or, it or seems, like as far as I'm aware, it's an oven baked chicken. Okay. I, so I was totally in the fried chicken. I was just chicken. Fried, fried chicken, chicken. Great. That's great. Yeah. yeah, all I need with fried chicken is another piece That's of fried, fried chicken. chicken. Barbecue chicken? Barbecue chicken is Romans. okay. Oh, come on. It's, not, it's, it's not, all about the sauce. I haven't had like the best barbecue chicken in my life yet. Uh -huh. I did have, uh, there's a place in Japan. Why are we talking about chicken? This is a, a I don't video know. game hey show. Hey guys, Look, welcome to the show where we talk about video games and apparently chicken. I won't bring up the game that shall not be mentioned again. <laughs> I'm Ashley. I'm Adam. I'm Ryan. And this week we're going to talk about a bunch of stuff that's been happening in the industry. Uh, Sonic <laughs> Mania came out. We are going to talk about that as well. And also the, because Sonic Mania has been so well received uh, critically, I kind of want to talk about games that deserve second chances, like other franchises that we'd see like to. Well, there's another one of note that just came. Oh out. yeah. What what is this, Ryan? I have to cough again. <coughs> you, okay, you you may you can cough. Uh, Starcraft Remastered just came out. And you've been playing that. I played a bit of it. Yes. What I almost think? finished the Terran campaign. And. Oh, we're we gonna jump right into that. All right. Yeah, let's we're talking about what we're playing, man. What do you got? Uh, it's uh, okay. They've included. As with many remasters these days, the ability to flip back and forth between like, hey, this is what it used so to look like. So they can show you that it yeah. like actually looks better? Like, no, seriously, guys. It, this is, if you feel like it doesn't look pretty, here's what it used to look like. And man, is it better than what it used to look like. <laughs> uh, though I refuse to give Duke the dignity of looking pretty. Uh, okay. Do you remember the character of yeah. Duke? Yeah. Yeah, it's real prick, that guy. Okay. So what, anytime he's on, you just like switch back? I switch mode? it back, yes. I, no, he's he's still hideous. I mean, he, the dude looks like a potato fucked a rock and that made his head. <laughs> uh, but they've toned it down a little bit, uh, and I refuse to give him the dignity of a slightly more HD head. See, that's the first time I've ever heard of anyone turning that uh, the old school mode on more than for like five seconds. Well, it, it even goes out of widescreen. When you, oh my it God, goes from it's 4 by 3 4 by 3 yeah. Holy Oof. shit. Uh, so, it is did very you, not HD. Did you play StarCraft uh, and StarCraft Brood War back in? Oh God, yes. Okay, great. Yes, yes. Whole is, thing. So the remaster I've is, played, I'm assuming, Brood War and regular StarCraft. I believe so, yes. Okay, so now that you're playing it again, does it hold up outside of the nostalgia factor? Um, I mean, RTS is... Are, they feel a lot rarer these days, mm -hmm. or at least major, you know, AAA RTSs. Uh, Halo Wars 2 being the, the only one that really jumps to mind of recent note. Um, and uh, it, it plays exactly like I remember it, which is good in the sense that I, I like that RTS genre. I've never been a good RTS player. Sure. I'm a shitty RTS player. I'm a bad, bad RTS player. I always just find whatever unit... Uh, is going to overwhelm the enemy on that particular. Usually, it's like hey. so you make a bunch of carriers, is what you're saying. Or yeah, carriers, uh, battleships. You know, as they're as successive stages, they're like, here's a new unit, and you're like, well, that's the unit that wins this map. Yep. And so I just build a thousand of those and mm -hmm. just march them through. The okay. That's the beauty of RTS, though, right? Is it, it is. if it, if it's single player mm -hmm. and it works, 
Then it's not You're wrong. good. You're fine. Yeah. And that is the tactic. I, I was the kind of StarCraft player back when Brood War was around that I just played comp stomps. Like, it was like, do you want comp stomp? Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, all right. All I want to do is make a bunch of carriers, and I'll do that a thousand times, and I'm having fun. I mean, yeah, and it's still engaging. Like, I still enjoy it. I just, I feel uh, like a bad person playing that way, but at the same time, it's just that's... That's, it works. Yeah, I've never, I've never had the, the strategy down for RTSs. I think that's why I was never good at the genre and why I fell off when StarCraft II came out. It does. It, well, there's an option in the menu that uh, really serves to humble you as a, a StarCraft player, and that is you can turn on a a on-screen counter for your actions per minute. Oh boy! And there's an alarm if it falls b below sixty that you below can turn 60? on. Below sixty. Below sixty. I feel like I, I was tried like to get seven. over sixty, and I was just like running my guys around in circles to keep it there. That is. That's Real dumb. Mine was like 24. Yeah, that's, it, that would be like the peak for me. Holy shit. So, given that the gameplay mm -hmm. of this is exactly the same as it was when it first came out, how does that hold up? Like, if you were to put, if you were to pit the gameplay against a current RTS, does it feel dated? Uh, the main thing that really feels dated is as RTSs have progressed and as technology's gotten a little bit better. Uh, you could control more units uh, simultaneously. They updated the graphics, but they didn't really update the animations. So it's still very like as things are moving around. Mm, okay. um, and the CG, oh man, the cutscenes are not, well, they're now 1080 and that is all that can be said for them. You have got to see the faces on those guys. To You don't remember how bad they were. They are so bad. They are so, so bad. Like, you remember Blizzard cutscenes in, in See, back in the day. It's I, like, wow! And then you look at this I, malformation of a human. I remember the Brood War cutscene of this Marine fighting off a bunch of Hydralisks. Mm -hmm. And I remember that being fucking awesome. To the point where I watched it like a hundred times. Uh -huh. And it's not good anymore, huh? Well, okay. It, it Maybe, I don't know if we can try and find it. Um, but if we can bring up the... It's the one of the first cutscenes in the Terran campaign of StarCraft, and it's when there's two guys, just two like space rednecks driving in a jeep, and they run over a Zerg. <laughs> and the face on these guys, well, I mean, it's, that's the best way to describe them. They're just two space rednecks driving did, around on a backwater planet. Did you, uh, are you playing any of the multiplayer, or are you just doing campaign? Right now, I've just played campaign. But, I had never really got but, that into the but multiplayer. But they included the multiplayer, right? That's a good, I made the tabs there, so yeah, okay. I assume so. Uh, if you you can get it on the uh, the game is available now on the like the Blizzard launcher and it's like sixteen bucks. Hmm. I always thought those games were like the the appeal for multiplayer to me was like trying to get as cool of a unit out as possible. Like if you get the carriers, that's cool. But like if you're getting like a tactical nuke, you feel like a fucking badass. Yeah, yeah, you know? start dropping nukes on yeah. the other team, or, or just like surprising the other team with like lurkers or something like that. All I ever really did multiplayer wise was play me and a friend versus hard AI. Like, that was what we used to do. I was never a real competitive multiplayer for that game. Gotcha. Yeah, same. I, um, I was more of a Warcraft 3 player. Yeah. And loved playing that with friends versus uh -huh. bots. I don't yeah. feel like there are nearly enough bots in multiplayer games these days. It has, it has kind of gone by the wayside. I have a friend that will only play, like, competitive multiplayer games with me against bots. And so when there's not bots in a game, he won't buy it. It's a real frustrating fucking problem. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I totally get it. Like, I don't necessarily like playing against other people either because they're always going to kick my ass. Mm -hmm. It's fun just to play against bots that won't talk shit or judge you for being bad. <laughs> I guess that's what maybe 
in in recent memory what we play a lot of that has something like that. Oh, here it is. So here's the okay, scene with gotta, the uh, these are the space you have to rednecks. Yeah, the CG on the faces. Just the the big guys. Just oh, it's so bad. This looks pretty good. You're like so okay, far. it's okay, it's okay. Oh, what is that? Wait. Oh, that's. Wait, it gets worse. Mouth. Oh Wait, you see the other guy. Well, so they're mouth? they're very stylized. That guy. Look at that guy. Oh, got his neck turned. Yeah, uh, look at all the bad. I, I, I think they're, you know, not the worst thing in the world until their mouth moves, and then it's a nightmare. Just the guys, the, the so big guy. So it's like they updated anything. the models, but didn't really update anything. No, no, no. Like any is, of the rigging. If or you flip the back and forth, details. this is the same. The the cutscenes are exactly the same. They they have, maybe they re-rendered it. To make it 1080, but it is not different assets on the cutscenes at all. I see. Well, in that case, in that case, I would actually like to give them credit for making cutscenes that, while by today's standards, look very primitive. When that game came out, like if those are the assets and they just basically uh, rendered them at a higher resolution, that's kind of impressive. It is impressive. I mean, that is 20 years old at this point. Uh, or not exactly, but pretty close to. So, yeah, I mean, in its day, it was beautiful. Uh, its day is not this day. I think that about a lot of games, though. It's <laughs> so easy to, like, all the games that I remember when I played them thinking, this is the most beautiful thing in the world. And if I go back to them, I, my main reaction now is, ooh. But that's why it's, that's actually why I like remasters or remakes of a lot of classic games is because they get me that experience that I remember. Mm -hmm. uh, and I don't have to... I don't have to re-experience the original thing. I will say, yeah, trying to if you wanted to go back and play StarCraft, it is very difficult to play the original just because of the 4x3 lock. And the, the UI is so... It, you forget how little of the screen you can see because of the size <laughs> of the UI and you it's can't It's like the bottom out. third of the screen. Yeah, I mean, the, yeah. the basically it's like, okay, here down on the screen is all UI, and then there's a block here. For your map, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, and then there's a block over here. So all you can see is like this. That is your play area. Uh, so going to widescreen helps a lot with yeah. that. Sure. Uh, and it is, It is uh, honestly, aside from the fact that the animations are still very uh, frame to framey, um, it's it's much prettier. It's cool. much, it's very playable as a, as a game now, whereas I would say that the 4x3 version is. What's your, what's your favorite race to play? Uh, I mean, I like humans if I'm doing uh, more defensive stuff, uh, but I like how fast the, the Protoss can spread. Okay. Cool. Nice. What else have you been playing? I think that's it. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's been focused. I've been playing that. Well, I still I, I have I play some some Sky Factory in the background to prep prep for playing it at work. It is kind of addictive. Uh, and you know the game that shall not be named, and that's about it right now. How about you? Everyone's playing the game that shall. I'm uh, Persona is in danger of becoming the game that shall not be mentioned uh, for me because <laughs> I'm. Are you just playing Persona Four now? Huh? I'm playing Persona Four Golden. I'm like thirty hours in Jesus. now. So yeah, so I was, I've done. done. <laughs> yeah, prologue done. I'm out of the tutorial. Uh, I'm into the game itself. Uh, I'm really loving it. It uh, is very different from Persona Five in that, like, when I play Persona 5, I can see where, like, I can see the evolution from Persona 4, but there are a lot of different elements in Persona 4 that also aren't in Persona 5. Like, you can, once you level up certain stats, you can take different jobs. Uh, and that's 
sort of stuff is quite a lot of fun. And uh, so I'm enjoying it. I like the characters. I like the music. Uh, it has a different musical approach and like color palette than Persona 5 does. Persona 5 is very like red and black and white. And this is like yellows and oranges and kind of disco. Mm -hmm. And so I'm um, having a lot of fun with that. I like it a bunch. And uh, it's great on the Vita because it is the kind of game that I can pick up, turn it on. It's, you know, it's immediately wakes up to where it was, uh, play for a little bit, and then just hit the power button. It goes back in my bag, and I don't think about it for a little while. And that's exactly the experience that I would love with those very long 100-hour games, and that's why I want everything on Switch now. <laughs> everything on Switch. Absolutely everything. Cool. I've been playing a lot of Path of Exile. That really? So Adam, that, huh? Adam, Adam Baird got you into this. He's he, been playing he this game try for it. years and has always tried to get me into it. And what I'll do normally is I'll play. I, I did have one character in like his 30s, but I was like way in the beginning of Path of Exile. And ever since then, I've like tried to play it again and again and again. And the beginning is really bad. Mm -hmm. It's really b slow and boring. And something about this time around, I just needed a game where I killed a bunch of enemies. Okay. And this is definitely that. And it like is super scratching that itch. Tell me what Path of Exile is. Did you play Diablo 2? I did. Okay. Imagine it like a spiritual successor to Diablo 2. Um, it is an ARPG. Okay. Um, in a dark fantasy setting. A little hack and slashy. Yeah. Okay. Um, and the, the, the main draw to Path of Exile is there is a skill tree that's like, I don't know, if it's, it's like hundreds and hundreds of, it's like a skill of, forest. of nodes. And so then the nodes all level. Yeah. The nodes all represent like a an attribute or a way that it will change the, the uh, a, a node that will change the way you play, et cetera, et cetera. So the, the, the draw to the game is being able to build your character in all different kinds of crazy ways and taking a regular attack and making it something crazy and making your build special and unique to you. Okay. Um, and as I get further into the game, I'm getting more of that. I'm getting more cool gear that does things and I'm getting more... Uh, my attributes are getting crazier. Like now, my my AOE attack went from being like this wide to like this wide, and so like I'm I'm killing more stuff and I'm getting more loot, and it's just like this constant loot uh, treadmill. And I'm playing on hardcore, which means when you die, your character is sent to the standard league, and I haven't died yet, so uh -huh. I'm, I'm feeling kind of lucky. I did have Adam. Man, the stress of that though. It's it's stressful because I haven't I don't know the game at all, so like I can't go into like I didn't go into the Act Five boss alone because I was like. I'm just gonna fucking die because I don't know it. it has, so someone you know. can just drop in with you though and play. Yes, you can have uh, friends in multiplayer with you, which Adam and I have been playing together. And for the bosses, he'll drop in and, and show me how to kill it, and we'll kill it. So I'm now on Act Six, uh, which is uh, way further than I've been originally. Ten. Okay. Ten acts. Um, but once you get, I believe, to around level 70, you start doing what's called mapping, which is like the end game activity, where you'll play random maps with random modifiers, like you go into this map and all the enemies do 50% more damage and you can't stun them or whatever, but the loot modifiers on that would be like, well, now you get like 50% more loot. Um, so it is a loot treadmill and it's just like a see how far you can get, and then when you die, you can either play your character in standard league without your friends, or make a new character in a totally different build. And I already have like another build lined up that I want to uh -huh. mess around with. This one was, I just sort of felt it out and played my own way. And the next build I'm going to do, uh, Hudson, who also plays, is like sort of laid out a build for me that looks right up my alley. Um, but talk about a game with microtransactions. That game uh -huh. has, fu but it's all, it's it's all play, cosmetic. Right? It's free to play. It's a free to play yeah. game. That's something important I should have mentioned. Yeah. Uh, but it's a free to play game. 
Uh, obviously, totally worth the price. Um, <laughs> I put like 25 hours into it so far since I started playing. Um, Is that 25 hours to get from Act One to Act Six, or yes, okay. I, on just this character? Um, but the microtransactions are all cosmetic. But and and like normally, I'm not down with that uh, in terms of I don't want to have to pay for the, the cool looking stuff because most of the cool looking stuff. Is in the microtransactions. <laughs> I'm not gonna drink it yet. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but um, I have already invested a little bit of money into the microtransactions, and I might invest a little bit more. But it is there, expensive. Like I got a weapon skin, and it is a giant flaming axe, and it was like twenty dollars. So not so micro. Not so micro. But you know what? I'm okay supporting the. Like I'm, I'm already gotten as much playtime and value out of that game as I have a normal sixty dollar game. So. I put a little bit of money into it, and as I get more time into it, I'll probably put a little bit more. That's fair. Um, that's a good way to support a game that's yeah. free to play. I seriously... Well, it's like uh, you were suggesting last week, some sort of tip jar. Yeah, basically. It's, it's kind of a tip jar, but you also get a giant flaming axe hammer sword. Yeah. <laughs> and th there are things called supporter packs that range from anywhere from like $30 to $500. Whoa. E right. And In introduce uh, Gus to it, because apparently oh he God. will throw hundreds of dollars at things. Right. That reminds me... When are we getting Star Citizen? <laughs> I think. I, think they're I mean, they keep putting out like they keep putting out like new pieces and like new updates. They're very the stuff open. That's available. If you want to look, they won't give you a date, but you can see where they are in terms of progress. Mm -hmm. They were supposed to hit launch 3.0, which is their. I don't know if it's going to if it's considered beta or if it's like a solid alpha where the game is sort of like ready to start being played. Uh -huh. um, they're supposed to launch that in August, but I don't think the target is being hit. Um, but I can't recommend Path of Exile enough. If you want a fun ARPG, it's free. Just give it a shot. Get to like Act Two, and by then you'll be hooked. It's so so good. All right. Well, there's uh, a lot more coming out this week. Uh, Sonic Mania, which um, we'll cover in a little bit. Um, I'm gonna have Miles come over because Miles is just crazy pants for Sonic. I wonder if he's wearing his Sonic shoes today. Uh, but before we do that, um, let's talk about some current events because there's also a lot of things happening in gaming this week. All right, big news. Ryan, you're going to be a big fan of this one. Okay, Nintendo wait, yeah. Switch restock. Okay, good. <laughs> Wait, the, is that still an issue? It is. Well, so here's... Uh, Do we have the Japan story on this? The Japan story? Okay, we'll talk about that as we talk about this. Okay. okay. Uh, so, uh, uh, GameStop uh, has said they're getting a huge restock in uh, across all their stores. They're selling them in-store only. If you okay. want to buy it online, it's still bundles only, which makes sense because... They don't want people, um, you know, like buying up all of their copies only hmm. to then turn around, add a hundred bucks, and sell them off. Um, but By the way, I'm Best checking Buy, Amazon right now just to see if I could, if I wanted to pick one up this second and hit go. Amazon, Amazon did also get a restock. Okay. This has been over the last couple of days for each of these uh -huh. different retailers, so it seems like, uh, like I don't know, maybe Nintendo got like a whole ship in and. Uh, have been distributing them, but uh, uh, Best Buy, uh, Target, Amazon, uh, GameStop, all in the U.S. Uh, there, and it, it the the whole like scarcity thing does seem to be like it depends on where you are, I guess, and and what area you're in, probably how many stores you have, mm -hmm. how many units each of those stores have. So, is it in stock right now? So I could I could get a the gray Joy-Con version. Yeah, I could get it tomorrow. 
You can uh, get the the Greyjoy version from by Got Nintendo, it. selling That's, by Nintendo. So, Great. So, Interestingly, Game though, of Thrones crossover. <laughs> the the neon blue and neon red Joy-Con version right now they've only got four left at three eighty nine. So they're those so, are, so it's, it's also it's still by Nintendo according to this. Well, but um, by Nintendo doesn't necessarily mean sold That's by Nintendo. Point. It means manufactured by Nintendo. Gotcha. So if they're starting at three eighty nine, it means they're almost certainly all That's third a reseller, party. reseller, yeah. Yes. Interesting. I mean, it's been what six months since the Switch launched? Uh, yeah, March. It's fucking, it's insane how long this thing is still, I mean, it's just like every other. Do you think it's Splatoon well, I think that's driving sales right now? Um, what are people trying to get? Right now, I'd say Splatoon, uh, potentially some Sonic, but I think a lot of it also may just be holdover demand. Mm -hmm. People who are, uh, have been looking for one, having a difficult time finding one, because if you are in one of those areas where the stores around you just aren't getting enough units to meet the demand, then you're... Still, like you have yeah, to just like yeah. check and check and check and check, We're and so they're continuing to sell out. There are some areas, uh, and it is increasing, where people are saying, "There's like six, like there's mm -hmm. six switches sitting in my Target in town right now." We're also coming up on holiday shopping time, so people are probably getting their early shopping done, or at least trying to get one of the switches because it's going to be a hard thing to get in a month or two. Well, that's weird that it Even should be harder, yeah. so hard to get that late in it. But uh, the other thing that's coming up soon is Mario Odyssey. So yeah, that's that's the other October, thing. October, yeah, October twenty seventh. And uh, uh, later this month as well, we have. Although I don't know how many units this is necessarily going to drive, but uh, Mario Plus Rabbids is also coming out. That's oh coming out this uh, month. I want to play. That. I'm so excited for that yeah. game, dude. I'm, so. I'm really sad because we. They, we had a chance to play it, but I wasn't here that day. Oh, so. damn. Right. Now, Ubisoft actually brought that in and then took it away, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we didn't get to keep it. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, but I am, I'm so, it's, I'm so much more hyped for that after seeing the gameplay of it at E3 than I was after the, the, first the teaser images. Oh, my God. Well, yeah, the teaser images leaked and it was just the, the oh, Peach Rabbit with the selfie cool. and it all just looked really really weird yeah. and once you saw it sort of in action it made a lot more all, sense all they had to do but i don't think that teaser image did them any favors no all they had to do is say xcom before before that i'm going to be in, in a lot of trouble right there because the uh, the other thing that's coming out real soon is war of the chosen for oh xcom, XCOM 2 yeah 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 yeah, yeah. uh <laughs> it's looking good yep it is uh before we go off this tangent uh switch Talk is like the it's weird that it's getting better here where like it's pretty obtainable. You can just order one on Amazon. In Japan, it's still a fucking nightmare to get one. Mm -hmm. They uh, just, I think Kotaku in the UK just released a story of there are 3,000 people lined up for 175 Nintendo Switches. It seems like you just capped the line at one. Uh, it's like 105 you, you, switches. 105. You, so you, hit the, you hit the cap, uh, 105 so switches, well, uh, and... This is, the, what they're doing is they're raffling it. So all oh. three, what? they're giving every single one. Well, they're raffling the chance to buy one, not giving them away. Right. So they're right, giving each one of these three thousand people a raffle number, and instead of being first come first serve, it is. We understand that everyone wants a chance to get one. So here's your ticket. If we call your number, you can buy one. Um, and I think that's actually a pretty interesting way to go about it. That way people aren't trampling over each other yeah. or I wasting, agree. you know, 18 hours waiting in line. Or I agree. However, I'd also be pissed if I turned up well, a the, couple hours in advance. It, they, make it, they make it clear. But then everyone just turns up. Yeah. Like, then you get, like, thousands of people turning up all at the exact same moment. They're I mean, making it... They don't have to camp there it all was a, they're, they're, a, It's a flash mob. Like, your I chances mean, of getting here are just the same as... Yeah, yeah there's really no reason. They're make, I mean, to, to be fair... 
Tokyo and Japan are all about efficiency. Yeah. It would not be efficient to wait in line for 20 hours for a game console. I guess where I, uh, like, I agree with you guys that it's nice that it's like you don't have to line up overnight. Mm -hmm. You don't have to do anything. But if it was me, I'd be like, is there something that I can do? Is there an action I can take? Is there some way I can further invest Go in myself? Go outside of Tokyo, That, like, probably. people aren't willing to, you know, like, if someone else isn't willing to put in the work, and I am. Yeah. A Japanese news company sent do one I of the reporters to 48 it. different stores in Tokyo to find one, and they couldn't yep. find one anywhere in Tokyo. Yeah, no. there, there were some sales numbers uh, about the Switch in Japan. They were, like, week-by-week week sales numbers, and uh, it was they were very steady numbers. So it was this number, this number, this number, like, again, like, just with very little variation week over week and uh, people were initially like well this seems kind of weird but what that actually ended up meaning was no that's the number of switches that that's came to cap. stores yeah. and they completely yeah. are selling out week by week by week by week and so it's not like it's the those numbers are being um, hindered by mm. Nintendo's stock it's, I, it's their, their ability it seems like such a, a hard like city to get in-demand items up because there's so many fucking people clustered I, together. Yeah. Meanwhile, Walmart's getting a Splatoon exclusive Switch that's going to have a pink and green joystick. Don't care. Yes. So the, like the Splatoon uh, two Are edition of the Nintendo Switch. Do you need to look over there? You can buy those joy cons. There you go. You can you can buy them separate. But the the console bundle itself has so far been exclusive. I think it was only out in Japan. Potentially Europe, uh, Ben. Maybe you can check uh, for for that um, for me. But uh, it hadn't actually come to the U.S. yet. Mm -hmm. So in the U.S., it's coming exclusively to Walmart. That's how you can get the console with Splatoon 2, with the with the green and pink, the watermelon Joy Cons. They do look really, really cute. And you can pre-order it and then pre-order it again when the first one gets canceled. Oh right. <laughs> uh, so that's interesting. I have a question for you guys. Uh, so there are these regions where people say there are they're just sitting on shelves around here. I don't see why everyone is making a big fuss about scarcity. If they are sitting on shelves and you say, all right, I'm going to buy two of these. I'm going to add 20 bucks and sell them online. Do you consider that scalping? Because I don't. Uh, no. It, it depends on if you're adding 20 bucks or if you're adding 90 bucks like, like that guy was doing. Yeah, for for me, I I think I've been drawing the line with scalping it. If you are like, if there's a bunch of people fighting to buy these things, yeah, and the people who want to get them can't because a scalper swooped in and bought like 50 units just to double the price and flip them online, right. that's scalping. There's... But if they're sitting on shelves, you're not fighting, you're not taking away units from someone who is trying to buy them, and you can then sell them to someone maybe elsewhere in the country. Who is willing to pay an extra? I don't like twenty bucks. Doesn't seem like a dick move. You put in some work. You went and bought it. You went to the store. You have to ship it. No, it's not like, worth it for twenty. That, bucks, that's though. what I'm thinking. Yeah, it's I like mean, 20, unless you're doing that in bulk. I don't know if there's a line of like that you can cross that doesn't make it scalping but still makes it worth it to you, right? Yeah, I mean, if like, I'm an entrepreneur and I'm like, I'm gonna flip these units. You, you'd want to make like at least you don't flip a bucks. house for extra fifty bucks, right? You'd, you'd want to make another hundred bucks. Yeah, I mean, you you want to make and, it worth and, your time. And that makes it thirty three percent more expensive, which is too much money. But what if you can make like you know twenty bucks is for a lot of people like that's the uh, you know a couple of movies take a gas, well maybe not a full that's tank a of gas. lot of work. It's a lot of work to you got to go buy the thing, then you got to list it online, and then once someone buys it, you got to ship it to them. Uh, and at the end of the day, if that transaction goes bad in any way, 
I mean, yeah. you you risk depending on how they pay you. They you risk getting a charge back, or they'll they may take their money back if the thing doesn't work. They may have some severe issues with you, which is maybe not even your fault. But I mean, that's a, there's a lot of nonsense involved. With, with, there are better ways to make twenty bucks. There are a lot better ways to make twenty bucks. Uh, I I like to think of it as a public service. Like you're helping switches. You're redistributing. Get, yes, yeah. yes, <laughs> you're you're helping the switches get the, into the hands of people who can't get their hands on. Realistically, them. those things should be handled by the retail stores. Like they should, uh, you, but you, they're clearly not. Well, I mean, for example, like you can go to a Best Buy and you can say, "Hey, do you have this iPad in stock?" And they'll say, "No, but we have them in another store in our region." Uh, you can either go to that other store or you can have them order it from that store to this store and they handle it internally and you don't pay for shipping or anything like that. That's how that should be handled. If you go into a Target in Austin and we don't have any, any Nintendo Switches, but all of the Targets in Round Rock have 20 of them, you should be able to order one. Yeah, I mean, at a certain point for the stores, it's not worth it to them either to do all that work. Well, it's, it's, it sure is because it's sitting on a shelf taking up space. It is, but then that costs money. They're not going to. Well, it doesn't cost money once it's already on the shelf. It, though, it does. It takes up shelf space. Shelf space is worth is worth money. It can be if they've got something valuable to put there. <laughs> well, you know what I'm saying? Like it, it costs them money to have stuff on the shelf. It does. There is there is a dollar there is a dollar dollar value added. But right. once it's on the shelf, it may cost them more money than they would make off of it to go through all the effort of taking it off the shelf, putting it on a truck, sending it back to the distribution center, then taking it from the distribution. Well, I don't know how much. Back on a truck. I don't know how much that yeah. costs. It's just, it's just a lot of yeah. it's a lot of process. Again, it's the same reason that twenty bucks isn't worth it for yeah. you to do it yourself. It's that takes a lot of infrastructure. Customer now, satisfaction it. should be worth it to them. You know, <laughs> that's an ideal world. <laughs> that's a real ideal world. Well, the Switch uh, shortage could be getting worse soon, potentially, because next item of news, there's a lawsuit against oh Nintendo. Boy. This is uh, Game Vice. Game Vice is a company uh, that is claiming Nintendo is infringing their patent. On what? Have you ever heard of Game Vice? I have not. Yeah, me either. Uh, but so apparently, it sounds like they got Nintendo's nuts in a vice, though. <laughs> nice. In uh, in 2015, it's bad. I know. It's uh, Game Vice came out with a. It's like a sort of device thing that, uh, or perhaps a vice. Game Vice. Device. Uh, in which mm, the device. I'm seeing what's going on. It's here. basically a controller for like smartphones and tablets. It does look very much like the Switch in that it's like two controllers like on either side and then puts your smartphone or your Switch like sort of like in between the two. Uh, and then like there's a, there's a frame so your, your, your tablet goes okay. into this thing and then you, you hold on to either side. Um, and so this is specifically their patent. This is uh, the summary okay. of their patent. And this is, it's foreign language to me. So I hope someone else can interpret this a little bit better than I can. Uh, a combination generally directed to a combination computing device and game controller. The computing device provides a plurality of sides in which each of the sides are disposed between an electric display screen and a back of the computing device. The game controller provides a communication port interacting with the computing device, the communication port providing a communication link and a pair of confinement structures, the pair of confinement structures adjacent to and confining the computing device on at least two opposing sides of the plurality of sides of the computing device. And uh, on it's, and an input device attached to and in electronic communication with the communication port. The input device is a separate and distinct structure from the communication port, forming no structural portion of the communication port. Wow. They so, were extremely specific in defining what this Nintendo thing was. Nintendo should sue them for having a D-pad. 
well, jerks. So here's they, they, the thing is they do have a patent. It has been awarded to them on this. They've had this device out since 2015. Uh, so they're claiming that the Nintendo Switch infringes on this patent. It's not the first time Nintendo has been taken to court for violating a patent and, in fact, been found to infringe. There was uh, the, the glasses-free uh, 3D in the 3DS was right. found to infringe on a patent, and so they had to pay something like uh, like two two point something percent of the wholesale price of each 3DS sold uh, goes to the owner of that patent, which is a, an impressive sum of money considering how many 3DSs there are in the world. Also, I did I mean, I, yeah, you know, I'm, never mind. I'm not going to comment because I don't know the specifics of that story. But I mean, uh, I don't really expect that Nintendo goes out and steals these ideas. No. I think they, someone just develops the technology internally and then... Well, here's... So, uh, the thing is, these Game Boy is clearly not a patent troll. They do have a they product do. in the market that they are actively selling. Uh, oh, however... selling well, though, because I've never fucking heard of it. But that's not the also point. Fair. The point is that they are doing something yeah. with the patent that they have. Uh, however, Nintendo does have patents for the Switch and for the Joy-Cons. Now, there's specifically, uh, the lawsuit is against, uh, is against the Switch, but specifically it's the Joy-Cons. I mean, and the way the Joy-Cons like, attach and detach and all that. But Nintendo also got a patent for the Switch, and we've seen the patents for the Joy-Cons. So... Well, I mean, it's, if... It, obviously, the, the, the patent that has existed first is going to have the most weight in that situation. But they also but. wouldn't be able to award the patent if someone already has been awarded a patent so for is, that same I mean, technology. So this right? could could this reverse the Joy-Con's patent is what you're saying? Well, it would just No, it's say more that just that belongs to Game Vice basically. Or that they would say you we awarded a patent. They have they they have the patent for this technology. It's different enough from what you've patented that like if theoretically you can't patent something if it's the same thing that has already been patented by someone else. So by awarding the patent that says to me that they made the judgment at that time that what they were awarding is different enough than this other patent that was awarded. I mean, I, I don't know the intricacies of patent law, yeah, but I do. Like, I guess does someone have to go through every single patent ever made? And I say, think, like, is this a two-controller thing that attaches to a screen? In theory, yes. They're supposed to do research to make sure that an existing patent doesn't conflict with a new patent, but... I mean, if you imagine the number of things that have been patented over the history of patentum, right? Uh, it'd be very difficult, even in this modern age of you know keyword searches and, and tags, to really pin down every possible conflict. That being said, what Game Vice made and what Nintendo made are clearly very different products. Uh, this is a little—it's not a—they are not patent trolls, but it is a little trolly. Well, it's like it's a bit of an aggressive move, I yeah. would say. It's the, not. The Joy Cons are not a, attached a, to a phone. They're, a, they're for a, a specific a, device. It's I, I think of it as a very liberal interpretation of what their patent covers. It, 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 seems like it looks game, like a money grab. It seems like Game Vice, right? They're not. They're going to make more money. Off, they potentially could make more money off this lawsuit than they would selling their product right. ever. Uh, I mean, I think that's likely. Uh, the vast majority of people, uh, until this lawsuit has come up against a product that they care a great deal for, have probably not heard of Game Vice. I wonder, well, and that's an interesting point, is maybe this is a way that they can garner attention for their device, but it seem, does seem like Game Vice is a product designed to attach to another product, specifically you look a tablet, the iPad, yeah. whereas a, Which may be, a Switch with the Joy-Cons attached is 
an entire product that has detachable pieces. And maybe that will come up with Nintendo's defense. Uh, I think Nintendo's got a pretty good case here in that they have a patent for their product that has been awarded to them saying, you have this, uh, it's different enough that it is a component, a detachable component, sure, but a component nonetheless of their whole cohesive unit, which does include the computing device, which is the, the, the Switch tablet itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, the, like, you know, between like their, their Bluetooth functionality and this and that, that they can say, uh, you know, our, our thing is very different from yours. You don't have, for example, Amiibo stuff sitting in yours. Well, the, the thing that I think they're triggering on there is it, they did have oddly, well, maybe not oddly, maybe this just patents, very specific language to the fact that it is two pieces that have non-structural connecting support uh, that go on either side and connect via communication ports. And it was, there was very in-depth how the thing attached to the device. To be fair, this, this, the Joy-Cons do have a some sort of like physical connection port that does talk to the device that is separate from their wireless connectivity. Mm-hmm. Uh, because my Joy-Con, the battery is broken and will not work wirelessly, but I can stick it on there, it works fine. Interesting. So. Yeah. Maybe that's because though it's charging as it's. There, it's not getting. It's itself? not getting any battery. Like it, the battery will not charge. The battery is completely disconnected. And it shows a. It just shows a dead battery. So the the, the power doesn't pass through the battery. That's unusual for a, like yeah. a charging solution. Yeah. Hmm. Well, um, I'm very curious to see what comes out of this lawsuit. Um, you know, I, I would. I think Nintendo's got a pretty good case, but we'll, we shall see. Uh, other good news. Uh, people making progress. Uh, no Man's Sky. Huh. The uh, the 1.3 the at uh, the Atlas uh, rises update has dropped. Surprise! Added co-op, sort of. Sort of. <laughs> sort of. So uh, it is the first steps uh, towards a more robust co-op solution. However, they did it, they have added netcode. You can see other players in the game, sort of. Sort of. The uh, other players. In this, uh, in this sort of co-op mode, they just they appear as orbs. They're a little bit fable style, actually. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you you can't see the changes they're making to their world if they're mining through some mineral. Right. That's not persistent or in element. your world. Uh, and they can't see yours. Uh, they can't you know dig a hole around your ship and or blow your ship up or uh-huh. anything like can, that. Can you so, even see their names? Can you can you? I mean. At the very least, this gives you a feeling of like there's someone else here, and that's yes. this is a big universe, and this is a small world, and you're here. Right. Well, yes, and it, it you know you do have a proximity voice chat. Uh, there oh, really? are yes. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, so you'll be seeing the floating orb, and you walk up to him and be like, "Hey, I'm also a floating orb. What's up?" Yes, exactly. Floating orbs unite, and so it does have the beginnings of that. It's got people simultaneously in a world. Here's your location. Here's my location. So it is the start. Were, were, were vehicles in the game? No, no. Vehicles this, were sort of added. Not uh, in this update, but yeah. yeah it, they, the vehicles were not in at launch, mm-hmm. but they were in, they added a Pathfinder update, uh, and they also added the Foundation update. Okay. So this one, this Alice Rises, is the third. So with the uh, Foundation update, that's when they added bases. You can start building. With the Pathfinder update, that's when they added the, the exploratory vehicles that you can do and build, uh, and then this one has added the multiplayer. It added a lot more as well. In fact, oh, yeah. the, yeah. it's a pretty extensive. Update. I'm I'm happy to see that like people are giving it a second chance, and it's 
it, like the reviews on Steam are, recent reviews are mostly positive, which is crazy to think about if, if we had talked about this when it came out uh, back whenever that was. Well, I think uh, where Hello Games deserves some credit here is that once the game came out and everyone hated it and everyone was sending them de death threats and talking about how they could never make a game again and so on, it, the easy thing to do would have been to uh, take the money that they got, close up shop, and retire to an island somewhere. Yeah. But uh, they, in, you know, in spite of the, uh, the, I mean, they were well-deserved criticisms that they were receiving about the state the game launched in versus mm -hmm. what was uh, marketed. Mm -hmm. um, but in spite of those criticisms, which regardless of how well-deserved they are, are not easy to take, they did keep their head down, they kept working on it, they kept adding stuff to the game uh, and improving it. And haven't charged for it. And haven't charged this is, for it, which is Basically a full-priced yes. early access game. It's a lot, that's basically you're, you're what getting, You're yeah. getting significant little updates every, several, every several months that people are, that are bringing people back to the game and it's gone from a very basic game to a game that people seem to actually enjoy a little bit. And I've, it's piqued my curiosity to go back, but the price is still too high. Even okay. when it was on sale for like 25 bucks, it was just still too much for me. I own it on two platforms. I was going really to check it out yeah, at some I'll, point. I have again. it on PS4, but I'm not going to load it up. Yeah, I, I've got it on PC. I've got it on PS4. Uh, this last weekend at the house, uh, um, I was checking it out. I launched back into it, and one of the nice things about the update is that you don't have to start a new game in order to get access to mm -hmm. these new things. It sort of uh, it kind of regenerated the universe using the same seeds and everything, so some of the planets changed, and uh, you know your exact location may have changed a tiny bit, but where you are and how far you progressed and what ship you have and what gear you have, that stuff could all remain, and you could continue checking it out. The, um, you know, and it's added new races, like a, a new trading economy. You can now go, when you go up to one of the space stations, there's a dude who will give you sort of quests. They're usually like, go find this and, you know, and bring it back. just the dude that sold you like one thing. <laughs> right. So they're, um, you know, they're adding a whole bunch of that. It says as well they've got uh, 30 hours of new story content. Um, I, I wonder what that means. Yeah, that. I think yeah. is what they're referring to. Yeah, I did. There was, when I started it up, a uh, notification like, oh, there's some sort of bleeps. Should I check them out or should I just stay out of it? And I was like, I'll check them out and then, um, you know, immediately ignore that prompt and go do my yeah. thing. Because I think, you know when you go away from a game and then you come back to it, uh, you're like, what was I doing and where was I going? I think I eventually figured out that I was ship hopping, where I was just trying to get a ship, repair it enough to get off the ground and then go search for the next ship. Mm -hmm. Because they, the ships seem to like iterate a little bit better, you have right. like a chance of finding one that's got as, just as a couple your, as your more level slots. Gets higher, yeah. yeah, so I was kind of ship hopping, and just trying, but trying to figure out like where I was and what I was doing and what were the goddamn controls and all that was a little bit yeah. <laughs> of a reacquainting experience. Overall, though, lots of improvements. The the downside to the co-op is that you you kind of, in order to really experience it, you're gonna have to find a hub. Yeah. Which is in itself a quite a mission because there are like there's these coordinates and you can build something that will tell you like where sort of you need to go to find this hub, this sort of tamed space. But even getting to it is a huge undertaking, uh, and that's where you'll you're more likely to run into people. Mm -hmm. So that's a bummer. There are now crashed freighters on the planet that you can search, but. That doesn't actually, unfortunately, mean like go inside them and actually search them. You walk up to it and like, <laughs> it's, you know, like hit a button and search you and like, ah, I found a thing. 
<laughs> like when you find a crashed spaceship, basically. Right. Yeah, okay. but um, they they did a lot of work on uh, on the different planetary biomes. They had some new exotic planet types. Uh, the planets do look a lot better. Do they? Yeah. They need so they're there. they're still not they're still not ace, but uh, they're much better than what they were when the game came out, where it just looked like a sort of bump mapped. But do we have giant rock. dinosaurs? In? And I uh, haven't seen a giant Mega dinosaur worms. yet. I will. I will Mega keep worms, you posted. Right. I don't know how much more I'm going to play this. I don't know how much mm -hmm. um, I'm going to invest into this game again because, you know, I, I have moved on. I'm playing other stuff now, and you know, I've, I've got a mm -hmm. backlog of other games. But uh, I am happy to see them one servicing the community that had stuck around for them. Uh, and also that uh, after this update, they bumped back into the top 50 active player games on Steam. So I'm sure they're all really happy to see that resurgence. Yeah, yeah. Kudos for sticking with it. All right. Let's see. Final news item. Night Trap. Night Trap? <laughs> really? Night Trap came out, you guys. The 20th uh, is the 20th or 25th anniversary edition of Night Trap came out. No one cares. Here it was very tame now. Some actually. people care. It got a T rating. <laughs> so the, the got a T rating. For those who don't know the background of Night Trap and why this is ridiculous, Night Trap is one of the two games that led to the formation of ESRB. The other one being. Uh, Mortal Kombat. These were the games that got the games industry hauled in front of Congress saying, explain yourselves, we're going to start <laughs> regulating you, and the industry said, you know what, no, don't worry about it, we'll do it. It was basically we'll do it the reefer madness of video games. Yeah. So this is an FMV game that's like vampire voyeurism. Well, it's so great. It dude. had like one booby shot in it, right? Yeah, it's just, you know, overall it's, uh, it's very tame, but at the time wow, it was just this like bad. This Looks great. Like, outrageous, outrageous oh things. This absolutely. This is up scandalous. to the quality. Wow, of, it looks way better than I. This know. is up to the quality of '90s TV shows. It really is. Yeah, and so they uh, they've released this. This is a, a new anniversary edition of the game that they've put out, and I feel like the the people who are putting it out are trying so hard. The, there we go. 25th <laughs> anniversary edition. They're trying so hard to make anyone care. They're talking about how uh, Nintendo Switch, it, like, it's been like, it, like Nintendo Switch was like, no, we will not have this game. Probably like, because it's so outrageous. I'm like, maybe they just don't want Night Trap on their, their console. And Comes with some baggage. Yeah. Do, do, that, do you guys like FMV games? I don't really care for them, but I know there's an audience for Night Trap and for most FMV games. I'm just not that person. I think it depends on the FMV game. Depending on how you think of it, her story was an FMV game. Didn't play it. Uh, so her story was the game where you are uh, interviewing different like, twins, okay. uh, sisters, twins. We played Supposedly it for Game Club. Twins, yeah. Uh, There's about, a lot of twists. Yeah. But it's, uh, in, really it's like a like a police interrogation, mm -hmm. and you're, you ask some questions about different things, and as you learn more stuff, it'll open up more prompts so you can go back into and, and ask them about, or like you're replaying the footage and you're searching for these various keywords and trying to put together the story of like, who murdered who, and how did this all happen? And uh, it is all live action. It's played out like you're watching a woman talking. And so it's FMV, technically. Hmm. But overall, I think it depends. Like, Mist had FMV stuff. Where sure did I get Night Trap? Like, if I want a Night Trap right now. Uh, you can get on Steam. Is it on Steam? Are you buying it on Steam? Uh, I mean, I'm going to. That could be a Let's Watch right there. Hang on. Let me take a look into this. 
Let's see what they're selling Night Trap for. It is cheap. Probably like nineteen ninety nine. Really, is it that yeah. much? Uh, looks like it's on Steam. It's right now. It's fourteen ninety nine. There we go. Ooh, it's on sale. Now, now we're talking. Uh, so, uh, you know, and I also really loved Zork Grand Inquisitor. Mm-hmm. You ever play that? It's no, a, I didn't. It's a puzzle game, very cheeky, very fun, and uh, that was had a lot of FMV stuff. So I think it has its place. It can be done well, and even if it's not done well, if it's done super cheesy, it can still be really fun. Gotcha. Uh, I just night trap. I'm. This is in you won't night find trap if, feels if you search for nougat trap. <laughs> nougat trap. Okay. It's got sixty-one percent uh, reviews right now. Really? Yeah, mixed. Mm. Mixed. Let's I mean, what, yeah. Wow, a nineteen ninety-two FMV game doesn't really let's hold up. Let's see what huh? people are saying. Oh, that's. Oh no, that's never a good sign when you see update as of first patch. <laughs> Oh. oh, I guess it was unbeatable before they released a patch. Oh. The best and I'm seeing as a review is a 4 out of 10. Ooh. Eee. All right. So, you know, if you if you want to play a bit of a train wreck that no one was asking for this game to come back out, no one cared, uh, well, it's out. I just feel like everyone should know that. But you know what's out that everyone is loving? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> oh, no. This is great. So when they released it... Uh, it has a bug that makes the, guy, the game unbeatable, and seemingly everyone on the PC versions has it about at the 16-minute mark. Player control is completely lost, and it's si- simply not possible to progress. In addition, there isn't a quit game option. You have to Alt F4 to exit the game. I love how, like, so the QA testers got 15 experience. minutes in, Thanks. and they're like, all right, this is great, we're done. Lambda. And never, got to, ne- ne- never got to minute 16. Fucking A, man. Wow. So, uh, you're saying... There's a chance. You're saying there's a chance. Well, no, it's been patched. Uh, they added, apparently, a quit button, and you can now beat it. The quit button is just an X. I think... But the extras these are, are, are... These are all solid improvements. Yeah. The extras are apparently broken, so... Okay. Well, awesome. So... It took uh, 25 years to put this product out. There you go. Roll... 25th anniversary. <laughs> it's, it's unbearable for a different reason. Roll the dice on that one. <laughs> But if you want something that's a little bit more guaranteed to be fun, it's it's getting a lot of rave reviews, it's Sonic Mania. There it is. That's the best Sonic game right there. Uh, All right, so hold on. Where did Miles go? I just saw Miles. Miles, We need a Miles. Yes. We need a Sonic man. Miles, why are you not wearing your Sonic shoes? Uh, I I didn't think. I I wore all my Sonic clothes on Sonic Day, Sonic Mania Day. Had my Sonic shirt, had my Sonic shoes. Okay, yeah, so. Have a seat first. Oh, you're, oh, you're the guest. Oh, wow. Thank Look you. at this. Look at this. Uh, I feel like the prettiest girl at the ball. Do. Yeah, you are. Do you want my seat? Nah. Or his seat? Are going to have my seat? Do you want all, all seats? seats? Here, I'll, I'll, I'll take all your seats. Here. Yeah. Here. Stand, please. If you could all just. Here. Thank you. We can hold there on. There we go. You you could be the only one. Let me just stretch myself across. I'll be your backrest. Hey, guys, this bit was totally worth it. So, Miles. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. What did you buy it on? Uh, <laughs> so, I uh, I bought it on PlayStation Four when it came out that night because my Switch Collector's Edition no! wasn't going to get there earlier. I have it on both. Okay. I have it on Switch and PS Four. <laughs> did you, you should have brought that collector's edition? That thing looked fucking cool. It's on my man. desk. It's on my desk. So yeah, the collector's edition. So first off, to the people that are like, oh my gosh, Miles, why did you have to buy it on two oh consoles? Because the way things get support is with money. You vote with your money, people, and that's what I'm doing. How, how much was the collector's edition? Uh, I don't remember. It was like a, it, it was not cheap. It looked, like, that. looked like an expensive you check it? one. We're gonna take, yeah, it looked so, like 150. I'll, I'll send you. I'll send you the picture I tweeted. It came I saw with, it. It's yeah, it came dope. with a, a, a life-sized Sega Genesis replica console with a Sonic the Hedgehog figure standing on top of it, 
the main reason I got it was because it came with a faux Sonic Media cartridge that you open up and it actually has a metallic Sonic ring inside. So cool. It came with like a metal collector's card. I don't give a fuck about it. I that. looked at the pictures you tweeted and I was like, well, I wish I liked Sonic more because yeah. I would totally drop money on this thing. <laughs> So how much bucks. is this collector's edition? Yeah, yeah. That's it? It was 70 bucks. The collector's edition is 70 bucks. That's yep. not bad. I am almost tempted to buy that just for the stuff. Yeah, no, I, I love that console, or the, that cartridge, because yeah. I, I have all the original cartridges, and now I have Sonic Mania. You'll be awesome. happy to know, by the way, it's getting a 5 out of 5 at Best Buy and a 5 out of 5 at Target. Well, thank Ooh, God for boy. that. So, Miles, what's your history with Sonic? I grew up with the Sega Genesis. Okay. I had a Sega Genesis. My parents had, uh, they got Sega Channel, which I think was super ahead of its time, by the way. I feel like everybody forgets about Sega Channel. Um, I was not a Nintendo kid until Tell me what Sega Channel is. Sega Channel was a subscription service. It was a cartridge with a big old brick on the top of it that you put in, and then you uh, plugged into like a cable jack, and every month you would get 30 games for the Genesis that wow. you could play, and then it would rotate them out every month. It was like Netflix for video games. I I've never heard of way it. Way ahead of its time. Super ahead of its time. I, I need to talk to you after this okay. to figure out if that's the thing I'm trying to remember, because as a kid, I went to Israel and played something on a TV, and they hooked it up. To they the had them in hotels. It was oh. like a thing where you put, it came on a, I thought it like came on a TV channel, but you played a game, and there was like a dude that was red. I'll talk okay. to you after this. All right, sure. Talk to like you the this. logo was like a weird, almost like featureless Gumby, like riding on a Sega logo, if I recall. Right, All I could right. be wrong, but that's what I remember. Anyways, um, I hey. feel like a lot of people were either like when you were a kid, mm -hmm. you have like a lot of parents buy. They bought one console. Yeah, I was a Nintendo kid, mm -hmm. uh, and then so I actually didn't experience uh, anything Sega while I was uh, a, a wee little lass. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it wasn't until I like grew up, got older, got more consoles, got more platforms that uh, I played any Sonic at all. See, they, I remember. So that formative childhood experience, I'm missing out on. I mean, Nintendo was definitely the superior console. Like, I remember early uh, Genesis ads were like, "Whoa, check it out! It just doesn't compare the amount of games we have versus the Super Nintendo games," which was bullshit because the Super Nintendo had been out like right. a year when they released that ad. Oh, uh, you want to play bonk? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who wants to play balls with a Z? That's a weird fucking. Oh yeah, there's the image. That's the collector's edition. How fucking? Oh, it's it's that, a very cool collector's edition, yeah. especially for seventy bucks. When yeah. you were listing the the all the stuff that came with it, I would have expected something to be hundred dollars plus. Although the game itself also is 20 bucks. Yeah. So So in total I spent 90 bucks on this game to own it twice and all No that problem. Stuff. That's not that bad. Not, no that, problem. not that bad. Not that bad. Um it's my favorite Sonic game in ages. I I I don't like Sonic Adventure. I think when it came out it was crazy. It's like that was a time when like just being a 3D game was a selling point. Um, but some games have aged better, like Super Mario 64 still fucking holds up. Sonic Adventure don't. I don't care if you if you love it. That's great. It's n it's not it's not it doesn't hold up. If it's your first time playing it now, you're gonna go. This is hot garbage. I will admit, I thought the Chow. We recently played on backwards compatible, uh -huh. the first show that Kyle and I have. I will admit, Chow Garden was more fun than I was expecting. But boy, that game like it has some moments with the Sonic and Shadow levels. Everything else is hot garbage, Dude, in my opinion. I. I I'm thankful for those games existing though, because they like the Game Grumps made some of the best oh, absolutely. Let's plays ever Hell in, in yeah. the 3D in the 3D Sonic games. That's a, and that's what Sonic's been for so long is a fucking joke. Yeah, Everybody right. plays Sonic games and laughs at how bad they are because they're bad. Yeah. And Sonic Team does this weird thing where they start to develop a formula and then either bail on it or add something unnecessary. So um, for a while, Sonic has had what they called I think it's called the Boost formula, which was developed for. Sonic Unleashed, the one where you're a werehog for half the game. I love But that. but the daytime levels, the, the daytime levels are, I've only, and I've only played the demo yeah. level, are, are good. Like, it, they essentially went, okay, well having a super fast character in 3D space is kind of a problem in regards to controls, 
camera, and then just like to make it so that you're not just constantly running into walls, you have to make the environments huge. Otherwise, you're just like you're essentially just on rails hitting boost points, and it's a little guided thing. Um, what they did with the boost system was they essentially turned 3D Sonic into what I would consider a racing game. It's a, it's a time trials game. The levels are much more linear with a few branching paths that if you play the level a few times, you'll go, okay, coming up after this turn, I'm gonna have to jump and then duck and then jump twice and now I'm on like mm -hmm. the prime route and I'll have to watch a few enemies and like it becomes like when you would do time trials in Mirror's Edge was what it feels like. Uh -huh. It's still not perfect, it's still got tons of flaws, but I liked that. Then Sonic Lost World, bailed on that, and then Sonic Boom was essentially the Sonic 06 of this current console generation of the past one. Um, Sonic Generations is my favorite 3D Sonic because A, it has the 2D classic I like Sonic, Sonic I'm a fan of, and then the 3D Sonic was the boost system, which was more of the race stuff. There's still a lot of inconsistencies with the game, like with most Sonic games. It still had that caveat of it's good for a Sonic game, which has been a thing for a while. I think Sonic Mania is just a good game. Um, and I know a lot of that is my nostalgia. Like, if I was talking to Caden about it, and she and I were talking, like, uh, so I, I love it. I'm going to say, real quick, I'm going to say a Sonic Mania spoiler in three, two, one. The boss for Chemical Plant Zone is just a level out of Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, and that's the coolest fucking shout out cameo ever. Is that, is that the Puyo Puyo thing? That's the little Tetris thing. Okay. That was a standalone game on the Sega Genesis called Dr. Robotnik's that was Mean Bean Machine. Pretty cool. And that's straight up just a level from that game. Okay, I'm done here's now, the, where you can come back. Here's the, here's the question, though, is so the thing with Sonic Mania is it's some new stuff. Some like a lot of like old remastered tweet stuff. Sort of yes. How much of a spoiler is that? Because it's just this huge like mishmash of like different love bits of to Sonic, old all Sonic like games. all coming back together. So, so I, that's not going to ruin your experience to know that. Well, so the bosses are all different. The bosses are com are completely different. Um, the levels. So yeah, it's it's um, half or roughly some of the levels are brand new, completely original, and others are remixes of existing levels. That's one of my gripes. Like if if I could have a game of all new Sonic levels, I'd love it. The, the, the Western one, Studiopolis, like, they're so fucking good, and there's so much creativity where they would take, um, like, they couldn't revisit all the Sonic levels, but they took game mechanics from some of those levels. So, for instance, mild spoiler, um, they redid Oil Ocean, which was from, I think, Sonic 2? No, Sonic 1. Um, and... Um, there's a port. There's a there's a section where you know every Sonic level. They, it's it's if you've played Sonic Three, it's the most similar to Sonic Three in, in that there's the first zone of a stage, then a mini boss, the second zone where something's slightly changed, and then the final boss, and then you go to a new stage. Um, the second zone of Oil Ocean is during a, a fire on the oil rig, and um, there's this mechanic that pops up where there's a there's a mechanic that pops up where there's a lot of smoke and fumes that will start to build up and obscure your vision and you have to purge the uh, the oil rig of the gas so that you can see again that's a game mechanic from Sonic and Knuckles which is uh, the pyramid level where it'll start to get dark and if it gets too dark ghosts will come out and start attacking you so there's a lot of shout outs to past games uh -huh. and um, I, I can only assume that one of the reasons why there's so many remix levels is just because they already had those assets Essentially, they could take these pre-existing art assets, build a new level out of them, and then use all that remaining time and money to create all the art assets for the saloon, for Studiopolis, for all those other things. Well, How do you feel about the general look of it? I think it looks, I think it looks great. Good. You like it? It, it's, okay. it's, Ge it's Genesis Plus. Yeah. The animation on it's really nice. The, the, the artwork's great. I had, um, again, a few complaints. There's, a, there's one boss that I think is an incredibly fun boss. However, it was the one point in the game where there was so much going on on screen, just in regards to the aesthetic mm -hmm. of that level, where I 
had a hard time following what I was supposed to be doing. Is it, that just is might it be early or late in the game? It's, it's fairly early. Which one was it? Studiopolis. Is that the, the one with the helicopter? The helicopter? Yeah. It felt the same way. It felt, People it were watching just, me and they're like, where gets, are you? Yeah, screen just gets a little too busy right yeah. there. I encountered one bug on the PS4. Um, one of the new levels in the second zone. I got 30 seconds into it, and then it played the "You Beat the Level" music, and then the music was gone. And that was really weird right. for like the whole level right. until I got to That's the boss. Good. Um, and then the switch has the home button bug, which if you press home, it takes like three to five seconds before anything geez, happens. Sure does. Um, but I'm sure they'll patch that. Um, Can you? Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm not a Sonic person. Cool. I did play it on the Genesis, and I just remember it being fun. Yeah. Uh, but I was never very good at it, and this is like. It is a platforming game-ish, Ish, and I am sure. normally really good at those, and this is like one of those games that I am not good at and not getting any better at, and it's very <laughs> frustrating. I'm very, very bad at it, I don't, and it's not that I don't like it. I think visually it's fantastic. Mm -hmm. I love when you actually get going fast, it's yep. fucking great. Like you, it feels so good to like be on this roller coaster. And then, but then as soon as you hit a wall, you're like, ah, oh, fuck. Yeah. And for me, I'm always hitting walls. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going fast like one percent of the time. <laughs> so, can you tell me like what someone who's not a Sonic fan needs to like? How do they need? How they need to play it in order to get going fast and enjoy so it? So the first thing I'll say is like again, removing all my love and nostalgia for this franchise, Sonic isn't the best platformer. It's mm. it's not. It's just not. Um, it's what it was at the time was graphically impressive and right. the speed at which it could move was impressive. And that was like its whole thing, right? It's more of a roller coaster ride right. where it has peaks and valleys and there'll be times where you'll have to come to a pause and maybe there's a slight platforming section or, yeah, you hit a wall, which is like hands down the most frustrating thing in that game is when you've got that speed and you're like, the camera's lagging to catch up with you because you're going so fast and then like, bah, you hit a wall and you go, oh, well, that sucks. Yeah. One thing that they got around that is by adding the drop dash for Sonic. Mm -hmm. If you lose all momentum, you can jump and then press and hold jump again and as long as you hold it until you hit the ground, he'll start spinning in air and you'll... I was literally mashing buttons trying to figure out what button I was pushing that was doing that. <laughs> I thought it was a trigger. I was so frustrating to me. They they come into this with absolutely zero, like, hey, here's how you do anything. Yeah. It's just like, all right, go. Yeah. Well, it's, it's very classic in that regard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's pretty much, you have one button. Yeah. And it, it can do a few different things. Um, like Knuckles, you can glide and climb. Tails, you can fly. Um, and then Sonic has the drop dash. Um, the number one rule in Sonic is when you're going fast, press down. Because then you'll turn into the ball, and unless you hit spikes or something, you won't take damage from hitting an enemy. You'll take damage from a projectile or like a spike that's okay. pointed at you. So yeah, once you start going too fast, curl up in that ball and you're in defensive mode. Gotcha. Um, the first few times I think you play, it, 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 it's a speed running game. It's like I a think. memorization game. Yeah, you are, like these levels, and I will say, some of them almost feel too big in this one. They definitely made the levels a it's little larger. very convoluted there's, yeah. and well, hard and to keep track. Of, yeah. There's a no, lot of variety in terms of the paths you can take to get through a level, which I think is going to be really good for the replayability. Because yeah. you can go back into a level and you can... You can traverse that level in a completely different way. Yeah. Well, for the most part. So most part. it's. I think it's cool that they made the levels a little bigger than a traditional Sonic level, which those are big. Like if you look at them, like splayed out in 2D space, they're huge with tons of branching paths. There's so a lot of verticality yeah, to it. Very vertical. Yeah. yeah. Um, the one thing about making these levels bigger is that it makes it harder to remember the fastest path. So if you're like a person who's going to be like me that wants to go back and see if I can beat my time on these levels, it's going to be the first few times you play it, you're doing a lot of exploring and going, oh, okay, if I make sure that I take the right path on the chemical plant, that'll take me here and right. I can avoid the purple water and blah, 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 or in Hydro City. Like, yeah, typically in Hydro City, the lower you go, the more the le that level you're going to spend underwater searching for air bubbles. But if you are like really just Johnny on the spot with your platforming, you can manage to stay above water for the majority of that level. 
I, I struggled a lot with that level. Hydro City is a tough one. No, 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 Chemical Plant. Oh, Chemical Plant? Yeah. Oh, Chemical Plant's fucking infamous, <laughs> man. Like, as a kid, I struck that purple water, dude. Lot, dude. <laughs> yeah, that, no. that one section where you're climbing up boxes, and it's just, it's the second level in yeah. the game. Yep. And you just, like, yep. the water is above you, and now you have this timer. It's like, and, I'm stressed. And, and this sucks. And every path keeps leading <laughs> back to the shit room. They're aware of it, too. Like, when you start off that level, right before you start, it's one of the few levels where there's, like, a little gimmick right before, and a drop of purple water hits Sonic's head, mm -hmm. and he makes yep. this look of annoyance, like, Oh fuck! It's this shit. Yeah. Um, and they did the same. They made a same a similar joke in Generations. But um. Well, the developers of this game, though, is like they have all these beautiful little nods mm -hmm. because these are the people that Sega turned Sonic yes. over to because they were fans. They knew, like, they had an idea to bring it back, to yeah. revitalize it, to not do the the same messed up experimentations. Right. They're like, why don't we just do good Sonic? Yeah. They were they were fans and modders, Christian Whitehead being the yeah, main so, dude. Uh, like he, for... Well, he'd worked on some um, some ports of early Sonic yes, games. The iOS but then, and Android port. Um, and then ports. Headcanon and Pagoda West, um, they did. They worked on a lot of fan games yes. uh, for Sonic. And so these are all people that were very passionate for Sonic as a property for classic Sonic, mm -hmm. uh, specifically, and had spent time making fan versions of these games. and. Unlike a lot of other companies that are like, yeah, no, you, no, 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 you're, you need to zip. Mm -hmm. Sega actually brought them on to work on this game. So mm -hmm. I actually wonder if with this being a mix of old tried and true stuff and then a little bit of new stuff mm -hmm. uh, is one, partially the assets mm -hmm. uh, and partially that they have a love for these classic games and they really want to revisit those in their own, you know, put their own twist on them. Uh, while the new content is also could potentially, I hope, at least be a, um, almost like a test mm. to see how the, the, their new content can fit into the, this old formula and how it'll be received by people and if they could potentially then build future games that are more of the new content now that this one has been a success. What I really enjoyed about it was, like Sonic's tried adding new Mechanics like whether it be the infamous where hog. So this is um, there's an image up on screen yeah. here that shows the size of the levels and the the difference it's between really cool, original man. Sonic, which was it was a huge level, mm -hmm. but then what they've added onto that for Sonic Mania, which is dramatically increasing yeah. the this overall size. Um, also, this this animation. Oh, the animation is great, and I'm <laughs> completely blanking on the name of the animator, and that kills me. But um, they they worked on the Sonic comics for a long time. Sure. To this stuff, but uh, yeah, and it, it's not just um, the new stuff that they added is um, it feels more like taking stuff that was already there and tweaking it a little, as opposed to like the color power-ups from Sonic Colors. So they brought back all the elemental power-ups from Sonic Three and Knuckles: the fire, electricity, and bubble. Uh, but now they do additional things. So fire, if you have a fire shield and you're running across uh, one of the uh, um, spinning like planks of wood in Green Hill Zone, it'll burn. If you touch oil in, uh, in the uh, oil ocean, it'll catch on fire. Cool. If you stand next to ice, uh, the ice will melt and shatter. So they've, done, they've taken these things that already exist and tweaked them a little bit. And then I think the, the spin dash or the drop dash is just a response to the most frustrating thing in Sonic, which is you lose all momentum. And like, there's nothing worse than it's like, oh, you're going up and you don't quite have it to make it. You can just jump, 
whole day again, and then phew, it'll I wish they would tell you that go. stuff. I just need a couple. There's only a couple of controls in this mm-hmm. game. Yeah. And like not being able to learn them. I didn't know you could charge up your your spin. What oh yeah. Game. But it's also it's also kind of an old school. Nod. It, it is. There, it totally. Uh, is. Most of those games didn't have explanations. They dropped you in, and everyone sort of figured that out, and yeah. then it was password of mouth. By the way, the person you're thinking of um, is Tyson Hess, one of the yes. artists um, of the Archie Comics Sonic comic book series. Um, he did the animations. Uh, and the bonus stages are fun too. They have the um, they have the checkpoint bonus rounds that you can go into, which is the classic uh, Sonic Three and Knuckles like boo, 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 boo. you turn all the little like blue balls right. red, which they start off easy kind of and then it gets unbelievably difficult. I was playing this morning. I got here a little early, and I can't tell you how many times I was playing one and you just hear me go, "Fuck," and then I have to I'd get kicked out. Um, and then the Chaos Emerald chase uh, is like a shout out to is it Sonic R? It's, it was like a Saturn game or something, but it's that weird 3D. Yeah. He kind of controls like a, a race car, and it's yeah, it was not, not great. It was admittedly yeah. awkward the first time I played yeah. it, and I was like, Ugh, is okay. there like a drift? I, I, love the way, I love the way it looks. Though. Though. I, I, it doesn't play the best. Well. Is this Sonic CD? Maybe. No, 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 not Sonic CD. Uh, um, have you tried co-op? Oh, oh, sorry, Sonic the Hedgehog co-op? three. There is co-op. Oh, where someone plays the bonus stages. That's the blue. Yes, the blue sphere bonus stages from Sonic the Hedgehog three. It's the the Emerald Chase. Okay. Remember which one that's shouting like a, out to? Uh, almost felt like an Atari F1 racer. <laughs> yeah. I have to say, as a kid who really wanted a Game Gear to play Sonic on, even though I was never good at Sonic, mm-hmm. it's fun having it on the Switch because I can just have it yeah. in my hands. Yeah. It's uh, I, I'm loving it. I, 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 if I were to bet on which game is going to be better this year, Sonic Forces or Sonic Mania, my money's on Sonic Mania, and I want Forces to be good. I'd yeah. love a new good 3D Sonic, but it's just the original character levels don't look fun. They just don't to me. But we'll see. I don't know. Sonic Mania, it's 20 bucks. Well, and I'm also, it. I'm glad that for, there are so many Sonic fans that have felt so, like, under, served, uh, underserved yeah. For, yeah. for a very long time at this point, that it's good to see a really great return to Sonic. Yeah. And it's just simple. It's not like, ah, uh, the Iblis Stone and the monsters from hell, I'm going to blow up the world, I'm Dr. Eggman. It's like, nah, dog, you're some animals. There's a fat-ass human turn your animals into robots. And I guess there's a crystal that makes you jump through time because we want to play all the old Sonic levels. Go get them! That's it. <laughs> and it's, it's, it actually has a semblance of a story, kind of like Sonic 3 and Knuckles did, where there's like little cut scenes that are cute and fun. Um, but yeah, and like all my complaints about it are nitpicky things. It's like, oh, not every level ends in a cutscene. Sometimes it just fades to black, and then you're in Hydro City. <laughs> Fucking who cares? It's, I'm happy. Are you fighting with yourself? Yes, constantly. <laughs> <laughs> but I like it. It's fun. And you get it on anything, too. It's on Switch, Xbox. There was a delay on PC. PC. Yeah, it's been delayed by two weeks on PC. So it'll be out out end of August. Yeah, I I had Collector's Edition pre-ordered for PS4, and then as soon as it was announced on Switch, I canceled that and got it on the Switch. I'm glad it came out day and date. But then bought it PS4 anyway. But then bought it PS4 anyway. (laughs) Because I want them to make this again. I'd love to see these guys get to do a game of fully original levels and, and all that. I think it'd be so much fun. Cool. Well, I mean, it seems like this one has been yeah. a success. It's, it's so been as I think it's crossed. been as well received as possible. Yeah, it's the highest rated Sonic game in 15 years. Yep. So that's saying Sweet. something. Sweet. Congrats All to right. those guys. Yeah. Right. Thanks for having me, gang. Thanks, Miles. Bye, friends. That's uh, actually a good jumping-off point as well to discuss, like, because this is such a nice return to Sonic, because they they turned this over to fans and allowed them to bring back and really revitalize a franchise that has felt underserved. Like, what are some other games that you guys would like to see come back? That have been like, like, I- iterated like on and failed, like, or, or, a, or that have had a good start and just or fallen off. or that have uh, that have been abandoned. That if you were to turn it over to fans and revitalize it and bring it back, Warcraft. there's so fucking many. 
I want Warcraft again. Uh, the RTS. Warcraft three. Starcraft has made oh. me want it. Oh, Warcraft four, please. I just I have such good memories of even like Warcraft two. Like I want to I want to revisit the Orcs of Lordaeron. Yeah. Their epic quests. I I would like to see a couple things. One being like old MMOs that sort of I was that were before my time, specifically yeah. Star Wars Galaxies. I've heard endless stories about the game. It is a giant sandbox game um, where. At least in the beginning, you couldn't necessarily just play as a Jedi. You played as whatever type of character you could make. Right. At first, they had and the Jedi was becoming a Jedi was like, so rare. Yeah, yeah, yeah like get... it would be like one person on every server potentially was a Jedi, and then you were hunted. And but it was like a big open world sandbox where you can travel from planet to planet, and you could be a dancer. That, it's in the Star Wars universe, and like that idea to me sounds so great. And it was just so early for me, like in my life, I wasn't able to pay for more than one MMO. I was playing WoW at the time, yeah. so. I would I would love to see another sandbox Star Wars MMO, yeah. and also another Star Wars game, Rogue Squadron. That game was fucking awesome. I want to see another Rogue Squadron. What's up? Uh, I'm not disagreeing. Yeah, tell oh, me, tell me what's up. Pondering. I miss Jedi Knight. Okay, Outcast. Uh, yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, there was a whole, there was two there was three of them, right? Dark Forces. Uh, well, Jedi Knight was the third one, I think, right? Uh, I think Jedi Knight was the first. Or was it about, first? I think Jedi Knight Two was was Outcast. Is that correct? Dark Forces was the second one. Okay, oh, I'm uh, thinking of I'm thinking of specifically the ones where you jump around and you have lightsabers and it's like a multiplayer action game. But also no, 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 yeah, there was a whole series. It was it started actually on like the I want to say it was like the Duke Nukem engine. No, 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 this is uh, you were you played like a basically a gray Jedi. You were Kyle something. Kyle Katarn. There you go. Yep. Uh, I remember because Kyle is the stupidest Jedi name. For the games I have, ever. Star Wars, Dark Forces, Star Wars Jedi Knight, Dark Forces 2, Star Wars Jedi Knight, Mysteries of the Sith, Star Wars Jedi Knight 2, Jedi Outcast, Star Wars Jedi Knight, Jedi right. Academy. Yeah, Academy kind of fell apart a little bit. I thought Outcast and Academy were really fun. They had they, they were, were fun. They were one of the first was... games that had that like uh, positional lightsaber yep. attacks where you would like slice through someone and it would chop through them in that way. Or fucking like cool. force grab someone yeah, and man. hit them with the lightsaber in the air. That, yeah. that game was fucking dope. That is basically, I, I feel like the... Uh, my brain's well, I'm still not there yet. Uh, Drink your soda. Star Drink Killer. it. Star Killer. Star Killer. Uh, Force Unleashed. Yes, Force Unleashed one and two. The kind, were basically kind of very right. much outgrowths yeah. of that type of game because yeah. it was a. But they were single player. Uh, yeah, and it was all single player. I pl but no, but Outcast, for, I think and, out Outcast and, and Academy were, had multiplayer. They did have multiplayer. And I played those a lot, and they're really fun in multiplayer because mm -hmm. you got to force throw people and, and yeah. throw lightsabers at them and chop them in half and people would be dumb and be stormtroopers when you were a Jedi. It was the best. <laughs> you made four choices with your life. You should I have tried you off Jedi here. school. So fucking good, man. Or Sith school. Yeah. No, those were great. I, I mean, obviously, I always limit the, the loss of Wing Commander and until Star Citizen comes out, I'll continue to do that. Maybe Star Citizen will finally give it to me. I would, you know what I'd love to see is I would love to see Nintendo work with Toby Fox on a proper Earthbound game. Okay, because I didn't know who Toby Fox was until you said Earthbound. Now I, I'm connecting Undertale. Yeah. Undertale. Okay, dude. cool. Who, which Undertale, by the way, out on PS4? I'm so curious. I haven't downloaded it on I PS4 yet. I haven't played that game. I'm, so Undertale is, it's wonderful. I know it it's, is very much spiritual I played the first hour and a half, and, and they were like, it's going to get crazy, and I was like, I only have 90 minutes, and that's <laughs> all I can play. Dude. 
Uh, you to go again. All right. Uh, but the one of the charms of Undertale that, that I'm very curious about is that it has this meta memory. So even if you delete your save, and this is why it doesn't support Steam Cloud saves, is even if you delete your save, there's like a file that remains on your PC with some sort of memory about what you've done Making before. registry edits. I would, so think, that, that, I would well, think that Steam Cloud would be even more important then, because then it can follow you computer to computer. Maybe, well, but it, it might be a restriction on like how those files can be accessed or used. There's got to be some reason. And it seems like that, uh, like that sort of meta memory outside the save game is important. Uh, and and that's that's why because there's really this day and age there's no other excuse not to support. It's a slight Steam spoiler. Saves. Probably the reason they don't support Steam saves in the cloud is because there's an ending that if you get, you that that's like the ending forever, and it'll always reference that. So if you want to wipe it, you would mm -hmm. have to find some way to like wipe your Steam cloud save. Yeah. But I don't want to spoil anything. Yeah. The uh, but it, I had an issue because you can you can go through the game and uh, there you can go through the game without killing anyone. Right. That's one of the options where you can go through and you can kill everyone or you know any any uh, mix between. But I wanted to go through and not kill anyone. And there was one character that uh, I didn't know how to not kill. And so um, I killed them and I felt terrible. And I was just, I was racked with guilt. Uh, and so I went online and I looked up. I was like, what? Well, like, what's going on? I thought I could do this without killing anyone. And it was just like, oh, you have to do this. And I was like, so I deleted my save, went back, started again. And immediately this little flower was like, I know. <laughs> and I was just like, your <laughs> shame follows you. It does, but so I actually re like I. It was such a like it was a powerful moment. Like yes, I've deleted my save, I've started over, but that doesn't mean I didn't do it. You can't um, it. Yeah, and that's so I love that, uh, and I don't know how that. I don't know how it's going to work with with PS4 uh, and how uh, that meta memory is going to work on Undertale for PS4. I'm going to check it out though because uh, it's a really great game, really great uh, experience, um, and it's out. And also apparently the um, the trophies are hilarious because they're like, I have lots of ideas for trophies, and that's when you get an item, and then it's like. Like getting items, and that's another trophy. That's and awesome. then it's like, and then some more items, and that's another trophy. And then you get the like the fourth picking up items trophy, and it's like, help me, I'm out of ideas. <laughs> so it's at least like you know like funny cheeky if you're gonna mm -hmm. be lazy Very about uh, yeah. yeah if you're gonna be lazy about that. Uh, but I'd love to see them work uh, with Toby specifically on an Earthbound game because of Undertale. Uh, I would love to see a proper F Zero game again. <laughs> For some reason, there's, did that not get announced? Maybe I'm crazy. There's a um, fast RMX, which feels very F-Zero, and there is a fast uh, RMX on the Switch. So that's sort of scratching that itch for me for now, but it's not Captain Falcon. Gotcha. I would love to see that make a comeback, and it doesn't seem like Nintendo has any real interest in doing so. So if they were to just you know, turn it over to some big fans to do similar to what Sonic Mania did is like revitalize this, like bring it back, like show us the, the classic F-Zero and, and, and really like dig into it as fans. I would love to see that. Mm -hmm. I would have said Metroid until they just announced two new games. Yeah. So. Hmm. I'm trying to think of any other games that I really want other than Star Wars games. And there are a lot of, there are a lot of series that could be revitalized. Um, I don't know that fan games are always the answer. Like, I would love to see Fable come back in some way. It's a yeah. franchise that I very much like, but I also, you know, acknowledge that it's a very troubled franchise that 
uh, Microsoft probably has no intention of doing anything on in the near future since they did cancel Fable Legends. Uh, Fable 3 didn't do as well as they hoped. You know, a, I, uh, I like Fable, Fable 3. There's a Fable card game coming out, right? There is. It's, it's already out. It's yeah, Fable it's Legends. The, it's, yeah. No, Fable Legends was the uh, the one they were working on that was an asymmetric it's called multiplayer Fable Fortune? game. Fable Fortune. There you go. Fable, Fable Fortune. Fortune. But I don't count that. Yeah. Or they also had um, they had Fable pub games that mm -hmm. came out ahead of Fable Two. Yeah. Um, and while yes, technically it's a Fable game, it's not a Fable. Game. No. It's not. That's not. It's, it's, universe. it's not a Fable game. That's, like, that's like playing Gwent because you want to play The Witcher. Right. It's it's like it's yes they're connected but it's not the same. So I would, I'd like to see that revitalized. Man, I wonder what other like old school. Do we need a new pilot wings game? Nah. King's yes. Quest. We had, we had them on 3DS. Yeah. Bring back King's. Oh, Space Quest too. That's even better. Oh, that's oh. The old Sierra like point and click games. I think I, I think I watched uh, someone play the game. Danny from the Game Grumps. I think maybe. maybe. You know, cool game. honestly, I think the, like that point and click adventure type genre could be a wonderful avenue for a lot of, if, especially if they want to like get fans or people who, because um, those games take a lot less like technical hurdles to make for the Definitely. most part. And it can you work need, on mobile. You, you, need, you need a lot of artists. They work great on mobile, but uh, like overall those sorts of point and click adventure games would love to see a resurgence mm -hmm. because I feel like that's a genre that has largely fallen by the wayside. They, you they see one every when... now and again and it's like they're, so it's so so exciting, uh, but there just aren't nearly as many of them. It used to feel like they dominated. Just there were so so many. Like yeah, well, I was well, never big into them, you know, because it wasn't direct control of yeah. the character. And and for me, I, I like to immerse myself in a character, and and that's my sort of escape. And when I'm clicking through a game, I'm like watching a game being played, basically for me. It's it's just not my genre. Yeah, yeah that's fair. That's fair. All right. Um. All right, you know what? Let us know what, what games, like what games, what franchises you'd like to see make a similar comeback the way Sonic Crimson Skies. did. Because Crimson Skies. Crimson Skies. So good. So good. There's a lot of games that just, you know, they've fallen into history. Mm -hmm. And we all had our experiences. They were good experiences, and now they're gone. And that's, you know, can be a little bit sad. We don't want sequels upon sequels upon sequels upon sequels of everything, on, you know, into infinity necessarily. But some of those <laughs> would be like, it's funny because they made Call of Duty Infinite. They did. They did do that. They got to infinity. Uh, and then they uh, went Next back. This one's going to be beyond. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, let us know like any sort of games franchise like to see, or maybe like pro like even like propose one. We're not saying they get made, but they would be really awesome. And I just I don't know. I like hearing and reading about the, uh, about those, just the possibilities and the dreams that we all have. Hmm. So that's this episode of Glitch Please. We'll be back next week with more talking about the video games. And if you are a Rooster Teeth first member, you can check out our, our post-show, New Game Plus, uh, on our website. Uh, if you are uh, listening to this on, uh, on iTunes or on the Google Play Store, uh, please uh, review the podcast, uh, say the nice things about us. It really helps us out. And uh, wherever you are, give us a nice thumbs up. Just at your screen, do this.